thank you for joining me, Brett Luster, and Steve Russell for another episode of the Perspective Through Pain podcast. This is part one of two. We talk about the NFL draft, purpose once again, and how sports help you cope during COVID-19. So kick back and enjoy the show. So AJ Epinesa is a local guy too, and he was he was projected at some point earlier. He was they were saying actually I saw one mock draft I was telling you about top five in the first round, and his stock slipped a little bit. Um, but he uh, he was drafted in the second round of the NFL draft on Thursday. And he's from Edwardsville, which is only about 20 minutes from here. And I was I had the opportunity to lift weights with his father and stuff a while ago. But anyway, um, yeah, A.J. Epinesa, I was really happy to see a local guy get drafted. And so, yeah, it's just, you can yeah, do... Yeah, I was reading a thing on him. They said he, uh, it was actually nice that he could be with his family, you know, because he would have been in... But this is where... I forgot. I forgot they were even gonna do this, but the draft was like gonna be in Las Vegas, like on a boat. But uh, yeah, he got, they, you know, he got to see his family in the broadcast and from uh, Glen Carbon all the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. At his position, he was like three, I think, in the whole country. He was like the third best player at his position, second or third. Chase Young was pretty much the only clear person who was maybe had a better performance, better results than he did at his position. And everybody knows Chase Young was the most talented player in the draft. So did you see any surprises in the draft from, from what you saw of the, the virtual draft, Steve? Any surprises that came to mind? Uh, not really too many. Uh, two other quarterback probably Pamela went to Miami and they said, well, if he stays healthy, he's going to be good. We well, never know, of course. And, uh, my Bears picked one at cornerback. It's supposed to have been like AJ has been in. AJ, uh, he was supposed to go in the first round, and he actually got hurt, and he went the second round. They said, oh, yeah, if this guy stays healthy, he's going to be good. Yeah. So there's a lot of Bears fans are going, we need offensive line, and I find them anywhere. Bears actually signed Khalil Maddox's brother. It's a director free agent, so mm-hmm. hopefully maybe he can be as good as a brother. Yeah. I saw how Philadelphia and Green Bay, they drafted quarterbacks, each of them. Now, for anybody out there who doesn't know, Philadelphia signed Carson Wentz for over $100 million. uh, And this was a while ago, a quarterback. So they already have a a quarterback that they're paying, (laughs) you know, massive dollars to. And then they bring in... Uh, another quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is is the you know former college football playoff. Jalen Hurts. He's a proved, proven winner. Uh, played at Alabama and then he transferred to Oklahoma. So it kind of makes me wonder, and some different people have wondered. You know, is bringing a high caliber, potentially franchise quarterback into that situation, is that going to <laughs> hurt more than it's going to help? You have somebody who's already getting paid all that, and then you have a young guy coming in there, 22, 23 probably. Steve, what do you think? Do you think that's going to hurt or help in Philadelphia? I don't know, but Green Bay's got the same situation. They're comparing, you know, 
Rodgers, you know, when he got drafted, you know, Favre was there, and there. It's about the same situation now. Rodgers and the sneak quarterback they got. What I hear, Rodgers isn't happy about it. Hmm. I even see some things. Like, yeah, it's like uh, he could he could go with the Bears. I don't see that happening, but yeah, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, they. I think it was a. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of how people influence you. I heard, I heard far wasn't very good at Rodgers. Wouldn't hmm. help him or nothing. Huh. In fact, I know. In fact, uh, in that one. Kurt Warner, you know, is nobody. You know, he's he was he was on the practice squad of Green Bay, and I heard some derogatory things about what Favre said to Warner. And that's uh, when I was at ninety nine. I think when we played the Packers, like Warner just lit him up, and I heard Warner. <laughs> Warner was you know, he, he he didn't like that, you know, the comments. So yeah, you know, once he got you know play against Green Bay, he, he just lit him up. You know, he's like, yeah, see, see, I told you. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Why? Why these guys uh, drafted these? I could I could kind of see though in the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation because he's thirty six and he's not really he's not a franchise quarterback anymore because he's probably got less than five years left in his yeah. playing career. So it could make some sense to bring Jordan Love there and have him train up under under Aaron Rodgers. And I I, I saw that Rodgers actually congratulated him on Twitter or some some platform. It could be so. Who knows? Who knows what's right? We're yeah, not actually there. The media. Yeah, yeah. You don't know the media. They... <laughs> but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, is such a good story. Of course, you know people who know the NFL, people who know football, they already know about his story. But he he grew up in Ohio, a sought after quarterback there. Uh, he he was trying to play at Ohio State. They had him on, and then he wasn't able to get any playing time. <clears throat> Hardly at all. So he he transferred to LSU, and then uh, he gets to LSU. Uh, he gets, you know, a starting job. And then this last year he lit it up, broke all sorts of records, and was just, I mean, he, he looked like an NFL quarterback at that level, actually. A lot of people were saying. So he, he ended up uh, becoming the first pick in the draft this year. And then I'm thinking he won the Heisman Trophy as well, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that story until I was watching, you know, the draft preview on him. He come from a poverty in Ohio there. Yeah, he's been a he's been on all winning teams, and this is the media, you know, people talk. Oh, oh yeah, he don't want to play for Cincinnati. He's gonna have a losing season. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not gonna like that. Hmm. I don't gotta remember like when Troy Aikman got drafted. I think their first year they won one game, Dallas, and well, Aikman's got like two or three Super Bowl rings, I think now. Hmm. Yeah, you can't really tell by the first couple of years of a player's career. <clears throat> you can't say they're going to be a good or bad quarterback for the rest of their career based off the first couple of years. Really, I mean, just because you look at a. Uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, he didn't do well in the playoffs his first uh, his first go arounds, and then you look at uh, I mean, different different people. The first couple of years, you have to get them into the rhythm and give them a little grace to get into it. It's like everything in life. You need a team. Like I was hearing about David Carr, real good quarterback, but the offensive line was horrible, and he was always getting sacked. I was getting hurt, you know, because I was getting sacked. Yeah. Mark Bolger, I think, was the same way. He was pretty good for a couple of years at the Rams, and then 
you know, their offensive line just got, they just didn't want to draft anybody. They drafted bad, like the defensive guys. They didn't need that, you know, offensive line. Like, that's kind of what they're saying about the Bears now. Yeah, we need an offensive line. So, you know, improve the defense a little bit, too. It's a team, like, life. It's everybody's together. Yeah, community. This the With the COVID-19 around, it really – sports really teaches you something about, about community. I mean, people who have already had that framework, they've had sports, they've had – uh, a job where they're working close with people and they're they're doing teamwork every day. It kind of prepares people for something like this that's unseen that blindsides you. So sports that's what that's one of the beautiful things about sports. Sports in America, you know, one of the, it's people come down to America from different countries, but hey, I mean, we do have we do have a lot of uh how do you say uh entertainment and uh diversions you can say. But when you look at it, I mean, sports really builds people to be stronger than what they were before because you have people to lean on. You have people to call up in hard, in hard times because you've, you've been through the pain, you've been through the battle, you've been through the struggle, you've suffered with them, and you've come out, you know, if you've worked hard, hopefully you've come out victorious. Yeah. Steve, yeah, t- kind of sports-wise, but, like, that's like, yeah, I can't go to the gym right now. It's like, man, it's... It's like, I, I don't know, you can lift at home, but it's just not the same. Which I never really lift at home, which I need to. I bought Carrie Underwood's book. She's like a fitness person, so I can read in that pretty soon here. You bought Carrie Underwood's book? Yeah, she's like a fitness, yeah. There's autographs, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's like really big into fitness. You got to meet her? No. That's what I'd like to meet. She's actually, like I said, like kind of success story. With American Idol, from nothing to you know, she's not American Idol. She she wouldn't be anywhere right now. That's so crazy too, because it's Carrie Underwood. I mean, she has she has great talent, and you know, just seems like she was destined to be a country music star. Because I mean, I was actually I was just listening to a song from her the other day. We were in the cash office, me and another associate, and we were listening to uh, something. <laughs> something I it could have been on the radio it was uh it was from Carrie Underwood it was uh that one about a tornado in Oklahoma and then where yeah. she's where she's from and it was man she's really got skill yeah that's that's another story about coming from hardly anything to to rising up to prominence so that's really awesome really awesome she married a she married a hockey player Mike Fisher he might have just retired he was a Nashville yeah, she's a she's a Jesus believer, that's that's for sure. And the ultimate thing in all of this perspective through pain podcast is I mean, you you uh do what he has called you to do. You do what God has called you to do and you could be scrubbing toilets you could be digging ditches you could be whatever and if you're giving god the glory in everything you are going to be in the best position possible it's not not about prominence per se but if that's your passion to do this to do that to sing or to play sports or doing these things that you know they can they can help people encourage people that's good uh but yeah i mean you just 
you do what he's called you to do, and you do it at the very best of your ability. Hey, Steve, tell me a little about Tua Tugalavoa. Uh, man, I got that wrong, didn't I? Tua Tugavaloa. I can't his name, yeah. I was showing one of my workers, workers is like full name. It's like, can you pronounce that? He's laughing. I can't even either. Yeah. And I'm used to pronouncing hockey names, and they're hard to do. Mm-hmm. Tua Tugavaloa. I'm seeing it right on the screen right here. But, uh, yeah, Dolphins haven't been the same. They haven't had a really good quarterback, kind of like the Bears. I think they just went out there. I think they're going to release Mitch Trubisky. It's been a flop. I think he's going to play this year, but they're, he's got a big option. They're not going to renew it. They signed Nick Foles, which I think that's just a you know, quarterback for a couple of years. You know, I guess how you, he's an older quarterback, so I mean, yeah. you need to find a young guy. Yeah, so if he stays healthy, he's going to be pretty good. In life, kind of like life, you just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was just reading a stat like they were telling he's a left handed. It's like mm-hmm. the one he has left handed quarterback, and man, I, would, I never guessed this. It's like, okay, it's got to be, you know, somebody in the Super Bowl, like Steve Young. That was Boomer Sias, and he's mm. not even in the Hall of Fame. I look at something, like, you know, in the Hall of Fame yet? You got hmm. nominated this year, but. Maybe eventually will, but you know, he played on some bad teams. So. Yeah, Boomer and had some good years with the Bengals, right? Yeah. Yeah, after that, he kind of bounced around. I think he went to some bad, like Arizona, and the Jets, and then them teams weren't good. Still not good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Boomer Esiason, yeah, tearing it up in like the early '90s, late '80s. He would always seem not to be on a good team with, with talent around him, but he always seemed to be a shining light on those teams. I believe that was in the same era as the Icky Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a handicapped kid who raises a lot of money for our charity. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Or Wikipedia. He's got a daughter, and she's married to a player in the New York Islanders, Matt something. Last name. Hmm. Hey Steve, tell me a little more about Tua Tugavaloa. Uh, let's talk about him a little more because maybe some of the listeners don't know, but he, as a freshman, came in. He came into the national championship game. Actually, Jalen Hurts was the other quarterback, and they they kind of uh, tag teamed that position there. But he uh, Hurts wasn't quite getting the job done. It wasn't quite secured and everything. So they brought in Tua. Tua comes in and he's he's showing amazing poise. He's that left-handed quarterback, you know, and he's he's deadly accurate. He can throw the ball forty yards down the field with precision. Uh, he's making good choices. He's comfortable in the pocket, uh, and then they end up winning that national championship. He was only a freshman. <clears throat> And then uh, he has some really good years, uh, disappointing loss to, I believe it was Clemson in the national championship game. Yeah, uh, the And, but, yeah, but he still, I mean, throughout the season, who could have asked for, for better seasons than he's had over these last, uh, say, three seasons. And then he, toward the end of this last year, he goes down with a hip injury. He gets tackled. 
and uh, he's out for the rest of the season. So, I mean, ultimately, everybody thought he was going to be the number one quarterback in the draft, and then he gets injured, and then it's Joe Burrow who has, you know, a s- astonishing year. So Tua is down, drops down, and uh, I was actually thinking maybe some other quarterbacks were going to go above Tua because, of course, he got that big injury that set him out for the rest of the season. I see Justin Herbert was only the, the next draft pick below Tua. Herbert was at number six in the first round. So what does that say about Tua? Do you, do you feel like he's going to come back even stronger? Do you, what's that going to mean for him to, to have to work, and what kind of grind is he going to have to go through? Yeah, you just never know. Like I said, he, he could be a Super Bowl Hall of Famer, or these injuries could take a toll, and man, I come back from it's like everything else. It's a hard work, dedication, hit the weight room, and I know like different story, but let's see, like the Jordan Bennington story, like two years ago, he was the sixth goalie on the depth chart. So I mean, you know, like I think we talked about this, you know, last week, and you know, like D basically said, hey, you know, this is my, I got, like, this is my last chance. You know, I gotta play better again. I got at the weight room. I just got to listen to the coaches and everything. And so, Stanley Cup champion now. Sometimes, yeah, just just about the person and dedication. That's right. Yeah, if you're gonna own the process, I love this book by uh, <clears throat> John Maxwell, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and he talks about the law of process. And he says you have to own this. It's something that you grind over and over and over you go back to day after day after day if you talk to the people who are the most successful and they they love what they do and they're just passionate about it they love the process you'll ask them sometimes you know some people say what was it like getting to that final finish line and a lot of people I literally hear people say this that that was that was just that was nice but it was kind of another day because I love every day when I wake up I get to do this I get to I love this process of it. I love to go in. I love the work of it. You know, uh, my uncle was a coal miner, and he went into work day after day, and he liked being independent, doing doing the work alone and working on machinery. Uh, and it, it's that it's that kind of thing. The process. He enjoyed that kind of work. The process, day after day, the grind, the coming in there every day and just putting your hands into it and and getting your hands dirty, and I, that's just, that's just really awesome, so. Yeah, it's like the Blues story, you know, everybody knows, like, the January 2nd, they were in last place, and they, they had a fight at practice with teammates, you know, which wasn't good, but, you know, they, they said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to make this better here. Yeah. So play as a team, and, you know, practice hard, and... Yeah. Steve, I want to talk a little about this kid from uh, SIU Carbondale. I went to Carbondale, and uh, whenever I was there, the big man on campus uh, was uh, Scott. His last name was Scott, uh, Bart Scott. You're familiar with him. He was offensive lineman from the Jets, wasn't he? He played uh, outside linebacker. Yeah, he did one where, yeah, wasn't he the one that said... uh, Oh, that famous cult, or I'm ready or something. 
Oh yeah, I didn't know about that. No, yeah. Yeah, you're this is that's the same one. Bart Scott, I remember coming out there whenever he was going to Carbondale there and he was on the practice field. I was just sitting in the bleachers watching the practice, you know, there's like a few other people in the bleachers with me and you know, he looked like one of those Greek statues. He just he had his shirt off, the the pads were off, and he was just ripped, man. Like he had chiseled like a a sculpture just yeah, I mean, don't think I'm weird or nothing like that. Yeah, stuff, but. <laughs> they had a, actually, they had a player, I don't know what year, I think his name was Chris Carr. He was a pretty good player for Palmdale. He was a basketball player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think he made it to the league, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I say that about Bart Scott um, because I want to talk about this kid, Jeremy Chin. 6'3", 221, uh, out of Southern Illinois, and he was actually the fourth ranked in his position at safety. I saw some film on this kid just about a couple days ago, and man, yeah, he can close on a running back in the backfield like it's nobody's business. He runs his 40 in uh, 4.45, so a, a sub 4.540, and being 6.3, and just, he can hit hard too. I mean, he's got great vision of the field. It's really awesome to see, like I say, like, you know, this kind of the theme of this podcast is that. You come from not having, you know, a lot, a big platform or, or anything like that. But if you own the grind, no matter where you come from, you can make it. You can do special things. So he's coming from SIU Carbondale, you know, not a big school, fairly big campus, but it's not known for football. It's not known for sports. They don't even really typically play your Division One big schools. They don't play the U of I's typically. They don't play the, you know, Alabama's, the SEC teams. They don't play the, you know, University of Missouri, the big schools. But, maybe it was for a payday, shall we say. Yeah, maybe like once in the beginning of this in the year they will, or once or two, one or two Division One games at the beginning of the year. I think Eastern does that, I think. Yeah, I think they play the first game, they always get bad by some big school. I think, what was that, Missouri? Well, I think SEMO, I think, yeah, they, they almost lost to them one year. Yeah. I think it's not called SEMO now, Missouri State, or whatever it's called. But yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking at this Bart Scott. Yeah, you know, so yeah so it's the same one. He's from Michigan, and said so actually he's a real nice guy. He said he, he paid for new uniforms and equipment in 2005, provided money to upgrade the weight room. 2007, he paid for his new set of bleachers installed at the, after, at the school after Vandals stole the school's former bleachers. And his numbers retired at Southeastern. Man. As a junior, Scott was suspended from the team the final six games following an altercation with defensive coordinator. Hmm. He chastised Scott for eating during the locker room meeting. Hmm. That's an interesting reason to chastise somebody. But hey, if you got rules, I mean, you got rules. Yeah, I, I mean. He returned to Southern Illinois in 2005 to finish his academic studies, graduate with a degree in economics. There became a first ballot member of Southeast. Southern Illinois Hall of Fame. Yeah. And this this Jeremy Chin, he has an opportunity to do the same thing. He was the last pick in the second round of the draft. And like I say, he's got all the tangibles to really make an impact in the NFL. 6'3", 221 pounds. That's pretty much a prototypical size for a safety. And then that speed is just 
off the, you know, it's, it's taking the wheels off of the thing, you know, <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it's really great to see people make it from not a big school, not a lot of notoriety from that school, but. Yeah, except there's another guy, I think, from Iowa that went to Highland, and I think he said he, he might go for spring, I think it's next year. I don't know this guy's name, but I was just reading one of my Facebook friends' posts. Now, Laporta is from Highland, and he's playing up at Iowa. He had some really good games. Yeah, that might be the one I'm thinking of. As a freshman, he had one catch that was, gosh, I believe I think it was 50 yards. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, broke. Yeah, that probably is the guy, probably. I'm actually looking up this friend here and see if I can find that article. Yeah. On that post. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun to follow up with the NFL draft to see how it went over. It was a virtual draft. You know, they there was they didn't meet anywhere, of course, because of the virus going around. But so it was people in their homes. It was people with their dogs and their family. So, but yeah. Well, actually, I'm reading another. Actually, there was another guy from Edwardsville that just got drafted. Really? It's in the Edwardsville paper. Hmm. Get this up now here. Colt Mayer? Hmm. is a dolphin. Let's see, son is an undrafted free agent. It's, like a, it's a great feeling. feels like a lot of hard work is paying off. Calmar said from his home in Edwardsville on Saturday. He's 6'8", 311-pound offensive lineman. He's a 2015 graduate of Edwardsville High School. There's a second Tiger as he joined AJ. He's a 2017 graduate. And where did this kid play, and where, when was he drafted? No, he was undrafted. Oh, he was undrafted, okay. And it's at the Dolphins on Saturday night as undrafted free agent after not being selected. But they picked him up, though? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. That's yeah, it happened pretty quick. Right after the draft manager reached out to my agent and said they're off for a contract. And what's this so kid's... They him from Las Vegas. <laughs> what's this kid's name? Uh, Colt Meyer, K-A-L-T-M-A-E-R, uh, first name is Nick. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's All right. I got gotcha. you. Well, Steve, is there anything else you wanted to add? No. Okay. I think we're going to wrap up the Perspective Through Pain podcast. And I want to thank all the listeners, all the viewers today. Hey, do me a favor and uh, buy a book called Perspective Through Pain. It's available on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or paperback uh, and leave a review. Hey, if you buy that, please leave a review and let me know how it is. I really want to encourage, train, and inspire you. Thank you to everybody who listened to this podcast. Hey, please subscribe whatever platform you're using and check out part two next week. It's been a real pleasure and we'll see you next time.